Hey everybody, I'm so glad that you joined us again on the Putting Words to It podcast. If you didn't know, this is something my husband and I do together. Say hi, babe. Hi, babe. He's a behind the scenes kind of guy. But we are having so much fun doing this together and we hope that you enjoy this fifth episode of the Putting Words to It podcast, where today we're discussing the fact that God is love. Join us as we dive in. God is love. It sounds so cliche, but it's true. 1 John 4, 8 says, Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. It's important that we understand the truth of this because God's love changes us. Love is an actual attribute of God. An attribute means that love is a part of who he is. It's not just something that he does or gives, but it is part of his very being. A.W. Tozer writes, It is a strange and beautiful eccentricity of the free God that he has allowed his heart to be emotionally identified with men. Self-sufficient as he is, he wants our love and will not be satisfied till he gets it. Free as he is, he has let his heart be bound to us forever. God's love is active, drawing us to himself. He is personal. He doesn't love humanity in some vague sense. He loves humans. He loves you and me, and his love for us knows no beginning and no end. I love that quote of his because I think it communicates the heart of God and the love that he has for us not just for humans, but for us as individuals. His love for us is unique and personal. You see, I think God tells us and shows us what love is, but we don't want that version of love because sometimes it's not easy. Sometimes it requires a lot of us. Sometimes it's scary, and yes, it may even feel a little risky, but we will spend our whole lives looking for it. And I'm here to tell you, we will not be satisfied until we find it and surrender to it. Rather than acknowledge the love of God, we will be willing to accept any counterfeit option that comes along because that seems easier and it seems safer. But we will never be satisfied until we know the real thing because we were created to know the real thing. We were created to know God and be in relationship with Him. I know this because I lived it for many years, even as a Christian. I have loved God the best that I could, but it was not until I got to know that God is love and that His love for me is genuine and real, that I was able to fully receive His love and be able to return His love authentically. Before then, my love for Him was fabricated from a place of safety, a place of limitations. I love you enough to be able to say that I love you, but don't ask me anything other than what I'm willing to give. I was trying to control our relationship. Did I know it? No. I really thought that I was good. I was willing to settle for what I had with God, but thankfully he was not. He was not willing to settle for part of my heart. He continued to pursue me and continued to call me to him because he loves me. And he loves you, friend. He loves you enough to not let you settle for anything less than what he has for you. He loves you enough to push you, maybe sometimes shove you, (laughs) out of that comfort zone that you're residing in. 
Our comfort zone is a deadly place to be. What he wants for us is so much better. He wants to become our safe space that we run to in times of trouble and that we rest in in times of peace. When we feel like God's love is risky, it's for a few reasons. It's because we don't want to be disappointed. It's because God's love requires a response or a change. Because if His love is so great, we can't help but to feel the need to respond. It's just like at Christmas time. If we get a gift from someone, then we feel obligated to return the gift. Well, if we just refuse the gift, that's a real jerk thing to do, but we're off the hook to reciprocate the gift. Or, this is more like what I'll do, I'll accept the gift and then be upset that now we've got to go buy a gift that we didn't plan on buying. So the gift we received only makes us frustrated because it requires something of us, our time, our resources, our consideration. We treat God the very same way. We'd rather not receive his gift of steadfast love because we'd rather just stay in our comfort zone and not have to make any sacrifices or any changes to what we've already got going on. Another reason why God's love feels risky is because we fear rejection. We feel like if he gets to know the real me, then he won't want me. Spoiler, he knows you. (laughs) He knows your innermost thoughts. You are not hiding anything from him. The best part, he already loves you. You don't have to measure up. You just have to surrender. For me, I think I always felt no other father wanted me. Why would he be any different? That's what made it feel risky to me. Because I was comparing him to my earthly fathers. Using my earthly fathers as a standard to which I judged the Lord. When what I should have been doing was using God as my standard. His love as my standard to measure any love received from any man or any person. But that's what we do. We form our opinions of God based on our earthly relationships. As human beings, see, we grow and develop our personalities, our behaviors, and how to actually interpret the environment that we live in. All based on experiences with other human beings. Guess what, y'all? You probably already know this, but human beings are flawed. Every last one of us, I know that I'm including myself in that because we are all flawed and that's all we are ever going to be able to give and receive from other people. People will always let us down, but thankfully God is not flawed. God is love. He is true and real and his love is a very real truth that we can trust in and build upon. But if we continue to use people as our standard to which we measure God, then we will continue to be disappointed and hurt and let down. Those feelings of rejection will continue to haunt us and our motives will continue to be self-centered and come from a place of wanting to protect and deflect. But I want to warn you that if you choose to continue on this path, and I do believe it's a choice, then what you're continuing to sign yourself yourself up for is things like feeling like you have to defend yourself because you fear that no one else will. Feelings of bitterness and anger and jealousy because you will constantly be hurt and disappointed. You'll build walls which will lead you into isolation and potentially anxiety and depression. 
you'll form counterfeit relationships because you won't want anything too deep because it's too risky. And it'll lead you right into flat out sin because you'll be self-focused. You'll be, you'll find yourself feeling entitled to something better because you worked for it or you feel like you earned it. You will be the one determining your value and your worth. It's self, self, self motivated. You'll think the worst or assume the worst of people and the worst of God even. You'll be led by your emotions, your own way of thinking, not being able to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit or His leading and His promptings. You won't grow or move forward because you'll be too busy looking back and holding on to that offense and that hurt. You'll be focused on everybody but God. You'll be focused on yourself, your offender, and anyone who could potentially offend you. And your perception of God will be that he is unfair and he is unloving. He's mean. He'll take advantage. He's judgmental. He's unsympathetic. He's distant, afar off, uninvolved. Those are all the things that you will think about God. And I've done all that, people. I hate to admit it. It's embarrassing to admit, but it's the truth. I have lived that way. And I have to tell you that it was miserable, deep down miserable. Nothing made me happy. If I was happy, it was short-lived. It's no way to live. I have so many regrets with my husband, my children, my family. But I know now that I don't have to stay there. I can have better. God wants me to have better because He loves me. He wants you to have better. He doesn't want you to settle for just enough or an occasional happiness or an occasional peace. He has a great love that he wants to give to you, and he wants you to receive it and be changed by it. When we are able to receive the love of God, then we'll be able to see people the way that God sees them. We'll be able to assume the best of people, think more positively about people. We'll be able to see ourselves the way that God sees us. He sees us as worthy, justified, made right, loved, valuable. We will be able to keep our focus on God and not so concerned about what others think or say because He is enough and His love will sustain us. We won't feel the need to be going around looking for it anywhere else. His love will actually help us to learn how to trust Him more because the safer we feel, the deeper we'll be able to surrender and to trust. We will have a peace that will not be shaken no matter what comes our way, no matter what storms we may be facing. We'll have a confidence that is unexplainable, a confidence to fulfill our purpose, a confidence to walk boldly into our destiny because our confidence will no longer be contingent on our success, our success. It will be based on the love that God shows to us. We'll gain a new hope, a hope for a better tomorrow. I can remember when I was in the deepest depression of my life. It was postpartum after my first child. I clung to that old hymn that sang, Because He Lives, I Can Face Tomorrow. He was my hope then, and He is still my hope today. Because I know that He lives, I can face what tomorrow brings. His love brings hope. When we are able to receive the love of God, we will no longer strive to be heard, to be seen, or to make sure that we get our fair share. 
because his love will satisfy all of that in us. We will know that we are heard and seen by the lover of our soul. We will not fear being overlooked or missing out because we will be able to rest in the fact that what he has for us is enough and will be what we really wanted anyway. You may be saying, that all sounds great, but how can I believe that? Or Proverbs 4, 7 tells us, wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And with all the getting, get understanding. So let's get a little understanding. What was God's original design for people, for love? Think about it. What did Adam and Eve's relationship with God look like? They were free and unencumbered. There was no fear. They felt safe. They knew that they were loved and cared for. It was an intimate relationship with their father. They had a very clear understanding of the love of God. They had not known anything different since their birth. But then sin entered in and there was separation from God. Fear entered in and the consequence for that sin became part of their relationship. It wasn't what God wanted for his creation. It wasn't his original design. But because he is a merciful and gracious God, he did not turn his back on them. He was not vengeful toward them when he gave the consequences for their sin. He told them very clearly in Genesis 3.3, You shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the midst of the garden, neither shall you touch it lest you die. He is a just God, and if he did not follow through on what he had said, then he would not be trustworthy. See, it's just like with children and parents. When we as parents don't follow through on punishment, then our children won't trust that we'll follow through on provision and safety and love because we're not trustworthy. But God is trustworthy, and he is just, and we can know that he loves us. I know that he loves me enough and cares enough for me to keep me safe from myself and my bad choices. He follows through on all of his word, not just the good, happy ones, but the ones that hold me to a certain standard for my own good, I might add. He's not only holding me to a standard that he will fulfill, but he is also holding my enemies to a standard. And if I can trust that he's going to fulfill his promises and that there will be consequences, and I can, then that means that I can also trust that he will fight my battles for me because that's what his word says. That he will make right what is wrong. That I will feel safe and that I can be cared for and loved. Y'all, there is no greater love than this. God is love. You may know it, but for some reason, you just can't receive it. I was in that same spot for many, many years. I knew that God loved people, but I just could not believe that he loved me. I said I did, but deep, deep down, I didn't. It was just lip service. I said it because that's what a good Christian girl should say. But in the deep crevices of my heart, there was a denial. A denial that I was loved by him. Because after all, if my earthly fathers abandoned me and did not love me, then how could he? My mindset didn't change overnight. I didn't just wake up one morning and have a different perspective. (laughs) 
it's taking some reprogramming, some adjustments to my thinking. It took getting into the Word of God and getting to know Him for myself. I had to take the time to get to know God. And the more that I got to know of Him, the more I realized, hey, wait a minute, I think He actually loves me. (laughs) And then when He would show me, even in the smallest of ways, I would actually be able to see it and accept it. Our relationship has grown Because I'm able to accept the love that he has for me. I'm able to love him back and able to love people better. It's so wonderful. I never want to go back to the old me. I never want to be without this knowledge of his love again. If you don't get anything else from this podcast today, please get this. God alone has the power to change our hearts. It is His great love that changes us. He is not withholding His love from us. He gives it freely. He wants us to live full and complete lives. He desires for us to know Him and know His love for us. He desires for us to know it and spread it. I pray that today you start to believe that God loves you. That you start to believe it so deeply that you are forever changed by it. That His great love brings you hope because it is the only thing that will. I pray that you realize, maybe for the first time, that His love is for you. I'm so glad that out of all the podcasts that are out there, you chose to listen to Putting Words to It. I hope that you were encouraged by what you heard today. For more, go to my website, amandaparker.net, and subscribe to my emails. I'd love the opportunity to connect more with you.